0: Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing a very special film, 1997's Access Baggage excess baggage excess baggage excess baggage access baggage (laughs) baggage. directed (laughs) by marco brambillo or brambio you know it's a, it's 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 gonna be a long one brambio i don't know (laughs) i don't actually
1: (laughs) great questions he's italian yeah he's italian so that's cool he's italian born canadian so we love that for him
0: Oh yeah, like the, was wasn't Little Italy in Canada or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's also directed Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. That's a really fun time. Like that's that's <laughs> that's really enough. That's enough of a this pedigree a for guy. me. This
1: is a fun this, guy. This is a fun guy. I like
0: it. It was written by Max D. Adams, and this seems to be his only film writing credit, which makes sense. Yeah, it it, it does like there's this script isn't like bad or anything, but it definitely does feel like a first script.
1: Yes, because he's an author and it makes sense that he is more of a prose writer. I mean, he's he's written in multiple mediums. He's written archaeology. He's written about British history and abhoriculture and novels. Abhoriculture, which is, I guess, the study of trees, shrubs and vines. Sorry, I had to make sure (laughs) I. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't
0: have known, so I appreciate you doing um,
1: that work. But, yeah, it makes sense. It, I feel like there's a wordiness to the script, not not the dialogue necessarily, but the way the script runs that makes sense that he is a writer in these other ways. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talking in this yes. movie, a lot of talking. Like, I feel like maybe a little bit more than usual,
1: For this podcast? I would agree. And it's something that I really like about the movie in a lot of scenes. And then in some scenes, I'm like, okay, yeah, (laughs) move it along.
0: Like, there are times when it's just, like, relax. Like, there are so many times in this movie where Harry Connick Jr. just
1: says the same thing. It's almost like he doesn't really need to be in the movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I felt like his character could have been cut. Like, I have nothing... I mean, go off King, but... Also, he didn't really need to be there that much. No, no, he really didn't.
0: This is a movie starring Alicia Silverstone, Benicio Del Toro, Christopher Walken, Harry Connick Jr., and John Turturro's brother, Nicholas Turturro.
1: Yeah, good old Nicky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love giving celebrities nicknames this as if I'm <laughs> their friend. And also an Australian actor named Jack Thompson, who plays Alicia Silverstone's Dad, who doesn't really speak much, so I guess I was like, oh, he's Australian, okay. So, this is a movie that I have seen many times. This is a movie that was on cable so much growing up. I mean, really, any Alicia Silverstone movie made in the 90s was on cable a lot growing up. But this one was always, like... It's 3 a.m. on Stars. I don't know. I can't sleep. I'm going to watch Excess Baggage again. So when this was suggested when it was requested it was just so funny because I was just like oh man <laughs> this again my childhood again here we are we return man Alicia welcome to the podcast yeah. I'm pretty sure this is
1: the first time we're talking she's about she's finally here shout out to Andrea Saldana for requesting this this was actually my first time seeing this movie so you were returning to a classic that you saw on cable and I was meeting a classic I mean I knew about the existence of this movie but I had not actually convened with this movie myself until today this morning.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, and Alicia Silverstone and Benicio Del Toro. Like these are all these are mostly actors that really don't need any kind of introduction. I think Oh yeah,
1: no. I don't I I don't think they need any introduction. Everybody knows.
0: I mean, I the weirdest thing I I guess the weirdest member of the cast like just in terms of like why is he here is (laughs) is is Benicio because this doesn't really seem this isn't really the kind of movie that he does he doesn't really he's never really made a movie like this again like this was very somebody saw him and thought he can be this leading man.
1: He can be a romantic (laughs) leading man, but in a very unconventional way. I kind of feel like this was specifically written so that it could include Alicia Silverstone and Benicio Del Toro in the same movie. And not only in the same movie, but interacting this long. I feel like the script was almost a dare. Like, how do we write something genre-wise where Alicia Silverstone and Benicio Del Toro are both playing roles that they can really pull off, which I do think they both pull off their roles really well in this. And we'll get into that and they can have chemistry. And so that was how this plot was formed. (laughs) That is my theory. This film was the
0: first produced by Alicia. So she is, she is a producer on this film. She wanted to make this film a lot, which is fascinating.
1: (laughs) Honestly, that kind of makes sense to me because I feel like her character, again, it's a character that she pulls off really well, and it's definitely within her range, but it's pushing her range a little. It's pushing against some of the roles she's had in the past, and And I think it makes a lot of sense. She would have wanted to make this, and she would have thrown money at it.
0: And she cast Benicio herself.
1: Oh, wow. She
0: really liked him in The Usual Suspects. And also they dated for a little bit afterwards.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that that explains a lot. This (laughs) is cool. Cause
0: like, I don't know, like, could you imagine like now this coming out, the age gap discourse, he's nine years older than her. But the thing is, is that she was a, she was a legal adult, a 20 year old woman. And she wanted to be in a movie with Benicio del Toro, who I, who I assume based on math was 29 at the time. This is what she wanted. She got exactly what she wanted and she was in control of the production. So I just, it's there. there we can't make a criticism. This is what she wanted to do.
1: Oh yeah. There's no. nothing that we can say. And about that wasn't that. even on my radar. No, to it be wasn't honest, on my radar because, either. But because I feel like, like when it comes w- to age gap discourse, there's so many movies where there's actually like a 25 year gap and it's obviously not the lead actress's choice. It's not something that she produced. So, yeah, if anyone has a critique on this movie based on that, they are obviously allowed, but this, They're is, obviously this is not allowed. the one that we're going to come for. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. I mean, I, the thing is, is that like, I mean, I, I don't really want to get into the weeds of it, but I just felt the need to acknowledge it because I'm sure that somebody will say something, but this was her idea. So if you have
1: beef, you have beef directly with her. <laughs> I kind of love the idea of one of our listeners having beef with Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> Cause honestly, like I know she named, she like baby bird fed one of her babies or something, but whatever, Everybody gets to be a weirdo. I feel like she minds her own business and she's like a nice woman who's been in a lot of great movies and then kind of just does her life now.
0: Yeah, she's she's really just chilling. I mean, like I recently saw her in both The Killing of Sacred Deer and The Lodge. So I guess she's into doing like horror movies now. Yeah. And thrillers, which good for her. I would love to see her in more movies. It's lovely. I'd love she's, for her to
1: be on in an... an in the smut movie that we cover on our patreon she's really wouldn't that be fabulous it would she's really funny in the killing of sacred
0: deer (laughs) (laughs) i believe
1: that i mean she's always been so funny i feel like she just naturally she has so much charisma and she really knows how to kind of poke at people's expectations
0: yeah and i mean this movie is exactly that like it's a movie about a rich girl who pretends to be kidnapped that she can get attention from her father, and then eventually gets actually kidnapped, and yeah. and all in in the midst of that, somebody steals her car, and it's Benicio and Harry Connick Jr. And then when she meets Benicio, it's like sparks fly, and it's just this. It's a it's weird because it's like coming from so many angles. Like it's like it's a rom com, it's a crime movie, it's also a movie about like a girl like wishing her dad gave a shit oh yeah
1: for sure and
0: so there's like all these angles and christopher walken plays her uncle who is really like more of a dad than her dad who's also in the mix here and there's just this so many layers so many characters this one is this movie like the script originally won a screenplay competition which makes sense the, which which how we were talking about it, how it's
1: like it's like wordy yeah. and it's like
0: complicated like of course it yeah 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 <laughs> it absolutely makes sense.
1: absolutely and yeah it's interesting because i mean first of all obviously the basic plot itself is absurd right you know she locks herself in her own trunk basically so her dad can find her and want to spend time with her which is really sad <laughs> Um, and then of course, Benicio del Toro steals her car. And I mean, I, I love how Benicio del Toro, he's not. And of course, this is part of what makes his character likable and makes any of the romance Able to happen in a way that's not terrifying, he's just annoyed that he accidentally kidnapped her. (laughs) Like, he's not like creepy, he's not like, Oh, yeah, there's a beautiful woman, and he's not like, I'm gonna torture you. He's like, Oh, god, this is really inconvenient that a woman locked herself in the trunk. What do I do now?
0: Yeah, he's just like very frustrated, and he says multiple times in the movie, which I really appreciate. Which I, it's like, I appreciate it, but I also wonder if, like, it was, like, added to the script or something where he's constantly like, I did not touch her, I did not do anything to her, yeah. I am not getting fresh with her, and it, it's just, it, it's it's fucked up that he has to say that, because, like, it's very clear, like, when you see him, like, when he's talking like, he just doesn't seem like that kind of guy at No, all.
1: <laughs> not at all. Like, he, and, and she's, I mean, she's trying to get her dad's attention. Her form of communication that she has really mastered is acting out, because that's the only way she's been able to really cut through all of her dad's Business, his big business deal to get any attention in her growing yeah. up. Vincent's and that's kind of how adult. she gets attention in general, it seems. <laughs> so she's doing the same thing with Benicio del Toro. She's like kind of pushing his buttons, acting out. And I mean, obviously. Once he discovers she's in the trunk, she is now technically kidnapped because he handcuffs her to like a pole thing in a wall for a while while he's trying to figure out what to do with her. He doesn't torture her or anything, but he is she is handcuffed. But like even when he tries to drive her, he he drives her on the highway and he dr- he's going to drop her off. She like is like, no, you can't drop me off. I'm going to die here. And I kept thinking if she was really afraid, which she's obviously not afraid of this guy, which is one of the things that bonds them is that she's just kind of like, I'm going to call your bluff. And he's like, God, you're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I if if I kidnap myself to get my dad's attention and then actually got kidnapped and then the man was to drop me off somewhere random, I would just let him drop me off and I'd figure it out.
0: Yeah, no, I just, I would not
1: fight for that man to stay with me. But that's what she does. She like basically forces him to let her get back in the car with him.
0: The thing is, is that in this, situ- if it was just some guy. Yes. If it was Benicio del Toro, I also would like an excuse to spend more time with him. That's true.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he and he has he's so fucking charming in this. He's so he's, like he's such, such a, a hot carjacker. I can't handle it. He's just like he's doing the whole like. Broody thing
0: He's mumbling All the time
1: Like Oh yeah Like at one point They're in the car And she's like Trying to annoy him And he's like You know One time I stole a car That had a chihuahua In the back And the chihuahua Made less noise Than you (laughs) (laughs) And I was like Wow And then he just like Lights his cigarette And uh, Yeah He's very attractive And their chemistry I mean It makes so much sense That they date it Because they have Such good chemistry In this movie And because the movie makes it clear that she is calling a lot of the shots and he is not actually trying to kidnap and rape her, like because of this plot that needs to be clarified, their romance works, even though so many things around it in this movie are kind of all over the place.
0: Well, yeah, because this is a very paternalistic movie and he is some is like not unsurprisingly the only person who's not really paternalistic with her. Like he respects her autonomy a lot. He listens to what she has to say. Like it really just helps that he's quiet because everybody in this movie is always fucking talking and he's just like, but when they, but when they're in scenes together, it's like that you can tell that they're not really like trying hard to sell the romance. They're just together, like near the yes. end and the scene in the diner where Benicio keeps on walking up to the table and she's talking to Christopher walking, and she just keeps on being like, just go stand over there. Just go sit over there. Yeah. I'm just like, yes, I, I get this. Yeah. I have said this to a boy before many times. Just go sit down somewhere. Like, I'll be right there.
1: I, and I think, yeah, and I think that is one of the strengths is that... This movie is a crime movie. It's not just a romance. It's not just a rom-com. And so it has a lot of context where they are just together, but it's not meant to be a meet-cute. It's not meant to be a date. And so it actually gives those characters time together to kind of have these little exchanges where they learn something about each other or maybe they get in an argument, but it's playful.
0: Mm-hmm. And that gives them
1: actual foundation and context to to start actually being emotionally connected and having a crush Whereas so many of the romantic comedies that are fully focused on the romance don't have any crime. It's like, okay, well, let's do five awkward date scenes and then now they're married. Yeah. (laughs) This is more real. (laughs) It's funny for me to say this, but there is an aspect in which the connection is more realistic in this movie about a woman who tries to kidnap herself. (laughs) What does that mean? I mean,
0: I just, I really, and the thing is, is that like, it's ridiculous, but I also fully understand kidnapping yourself to get someone's attention like i don't know if you've ever been like she seems like in the movie about like she, she seems to be playing like
1: 18 they that i mean that's a running joke where he's like how old are you and she won't tell him she won't tell him but, but she it, seems like but then 18. she says she's going to move out to her dad so she's obviously legally an adult but like very young
0: yeah she's just like but you know anybody who's been a teenage girl anyone who's been a teenage young adult like it of course. Like <laughs> like of of course. Like it it's silly, but it but it's really not and especially when you do meet her dad, you totally understand why she's doing all this because he is impenetrable this man. Well, this yeah, man
1: does not give a shit. I mean, the thing with her dad is even when she's actually kidnapped, he doesn't care. Like he's he does not care. He's just like, how much money is the ransom? He's annoyed. And he even, he's just
0: like, I already paid a million dollars. Like, what else do you want? He's
1: talking to Christopher Walken, the uncle who works for him. And, and Christopher Watkins, like, we should make sure she's safe. And the dad's like, well, this might be one of her games because she does have a pattern, like, she tried to set the library on fire at her school or oh, something. Oh man, that is such teenage girl <laughs> and, shit. And she like <laughs> framed, she framed the article, like talking about <laughs> it, which I thought was hilarious. There's like Queen. They, like, go in her room, and there's just the framed article of her, like, trying to commit arson I to get her it. dad's attention. I
0: love it. Like, it's like, yes, it's childish, but also, yeah, I mean, look at this dude. Like, really, just look at this dude. You know, we watch so many of these movies, and rarely do I feel like I relate to this. I relate to her. I relate to this. <laughs> like, because, like, I usually I usually don't, like... Like, that's why stuff like Bridget Jones is such, such like, a departure when we talk about it. Because it's like, yeah, Bridget Jones is actually really relatable. And so many of these movies are, like, trying to be relatable. Like, it's like, this is a relatable girl. And it turns, it's relatable because she, like, trips or something. Like, it's, like, it's relatable because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but this, it's like, with this it's relatable because she is relatable. Like she just seems like
1: that's, yeah. I like, like a lot of the movies have really kind of quote normal settings, but the characters don't feel like real people. And this has a really over the top situation, but the, the characters all feel real. Like Benicio del Toro steals cars. He wants to run away to Brazil and open up karaoke bars. He feels like a guy you'd meet and you would fall in love with. Alicia Silverstone literally has tried to commit arson and kidnap herself. And she's like a millionaire, probably billionaire who's trying to get her dad's attention. Yeah. Like, obviously that's not a relatable situation in itself, but the characters are relatable. Like their motivations, their emotions, why they feel what they feel yeah. are relatable and connect to each other, actually. So the, yeah. the romantic chemistry works better than all these movies where somebody meets someone at work, yeah, (laughs) which is obviously way more situationally relatable.
0: Well, because it's like, you know, there's always like the question of like, why would these people meet? What do these people have in common? Blah, 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 blah. And I don't have any of those questions here. These are two people who do not know what they are doing with their life, who are drifting, who are unhappy. And when they and their attraction is just based on the fact that they both kind of see each other.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they there's not a commonality that is obvious. It's just their humanity. <laughs> it's just their kind of raw desire for connection and the ways that they feel cast off. You know, she's super privileged in certain ways, but then emotionally has been neglected, and he is in a way tougher situation when it comes to finances and connections, and he's given up on love, and so they kind of relate
0: even though there's
1: like there's I'm sure if they went through their childhood memories they wouldn't have a whole lot in common on paper they they can relate to how they got where they are
0: and I mean people keep on telling Benicio because it becomes clear that he's like falling for her and he it becomes clear that he's falling for her not because he's like doing like not like he's like doing doing too much he just wants to make sure that she's okay and everybody seems so weirded out that that's like everyone's so
1: surprised that he wants her to be okay it's like she is a person like (laughs) well and that's the interesting thing is the movie like they they kiss at one point but there's no sex and a a running theme is him having boundaries with her and i really like that especially because there is ambiguity with the age of her specifically Mm -hmm. but part of Part of the whole thing is that the other guys, the kidnappers, and honestly, even her dad and uncle are kind of like, well, the only reason this guy would care is because he wants to have sex with her. You no, know, but obviously he's not going to connect with her. And so there's this weird thing where he's just like, no, I actually like her. And everyone's like, okay, weird. It's like, you why po- would you
0: actually you like her? It's like,
1: why would you like her as a person? Like, <laughs> what
0: did it's Like, what did she do to make herself unlikable? Like, it's like, okay, I, yeah, she had herself kidnapped, but like, that is nothing. in <laughs> are you listening to yourself? <laughs> oh,
1: Listen, but like that—you just said. What did she do to make herself unlikable? She faked her own like, kidnapping. I
0: don't think that that makes a person
1: like inherently
0: unlikable. Like the, for me, that's just like a cry for help. Like if I heard that somebody did that, I would think, "Man, this girl has some issues." But I wouldn't. <laughs> but I wouldn't think, "Man, I don't like this girl." Like if anything, I mean, if I heard that, I'd be like, "I kind of want to be friends with this girl. I want to know what the story I, is."
1: No, I, I totally get what you're saying. I just thought, you know, like it is. <laughs> Like there is this, there is the side that I think should be noted, especially with the c- attempted arson. Like these do affect other people. It's not just her and her dad facing off. That's true. Like there's a shit ton of people whose jobs are now being put at risk. Yes. because they have to deal with her tantrums. So yes. like I. I do understand why someone wouldn't like her yes. <laughs> personally. Uh, Yeah, personally. I yeah. I, mean, I do like her character, but I do think... I mean, like, I'm just, I, I think, like, to claim that she's not unlikable at all. I... <laughs> like, think like she, like, gets, like... She literally almost lit a school on fire. I
0: mean, this is... This is um, I mean... Someone on the podcast has to be this way, <laughs> where I'm just like, uh, yeah. Uh, where sometimes I just have to be the Jessica Walter. Good for her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I'm glad. <laughs> I'm just like yeah,
0: yeah. You know, she she had her re- she had her reason. <laughs> no I mean
1: <laughs> I just love I just the sentence of yeah she faked her own kidnapping <laughs> <laughs> just, That just took me out I just loved it so much
0: I just know this is this is just who I am as a person I love it you know I mean get to know me I'll fake if I fake my own kidnapping you like
1: you'll know You have I, heard
0: this episode I'll It'll be searching be like, I'll be like
1: <laughs> I'll like text you I'll be like if you still have your phone. What's up? How, <laughs> it's, how yeah. are you feeling? What what <laughs> what, yeah. what garage do I need to come to? Like do you want me to call Benicio del Toro and ask him <laughs> if he can do a, a cameo oh, in this man, situation? I wish. <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking wish. Yeah, man no but Listen. i agree with you though like the way they talk about her they talk is, about her like she's just like a talk monster about, yeah and like <laughs> she's very charming she's very playful and it's and her motivations are super obvious you know it's not like she she's not one of those characters in movies where she's like a rich kid who's just like an asshole yeah who like who has loving parents and everything and is like mm-hmm. bullying people she's mad at her dad who's by the way, a man who launders money, <laughs> like this is a man who is in the Panama Papers. <laughs> this is like fully a man who has like eight shell companies. So she's also like trying to expose her dad. Um, so I'm with you there. Like the fact that her dad's just like, Oh, I'm like, I don't know. She's obviously smart because she knows how to get your attention. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, she's, she, that's the thing. Like she's, she's smart. I mean, my main thing with her, like if, Like, let's say I'm I'm meeting her and I'm like and I'm and I'm and, you know, I'm like nearly 10 years older than her. You know, I turned 30 this year and I come to her and I'm just like, so you seem very smart, but you're using it in a really bad way. Could we maybe figure out a way
1: for you to use your intelligence like
0: in a way that will make your life
1: actively better? No, absolutely. Yeah, because she's obviously very creative. She's consistently creative. She also has follow-through. I mean, it takes follow-through to kidnap yourself. <laughs> it
0: truly, truly does. Like, <laughs> so, I'm just over here standing here, but you have to also have to understand that the first time that I watched this movie, I was like
1: eight or something. Like, I was like, you know right. what? <laughs> so, no, I mean, and that does, like, th- that contextualizes everything different, of course, because you're used to this plot you know yeah, like this plot I, isn't new like you're not like i'm 31 and i just saw it for the first time so of course i'm gonna like be like oh wow yeah no, <laughs> like no. i like these characters but yeah that's a pretty intense thing to do i'm over here just like you're you like know, yeah of course she kidnapped herself next i'm just <laughs> like she i know i'm just over here just like she had
0: her reasons
1: uh <laughs> man. I know. What a cutie. He, I just wanted to smooch him this whole time. I was like, this is distracting. Cutie. Like, I, you know,
0: I think that when I was younger, I was very confused about his appeal because, you know, I was, because I wasn't smart like Alicia Silverstone. I didn't see his potential
1: immediately after watching <laughs> their usual suspect. I mean, you are like, over 15 years younger so it's fair to, <laughs> to <laughs> need time to catch up to her, her taste.
0: Gotta catch up to Elisa yeah. like Silverstone.
1: But like especially watching it now
0: like as an adult woman like a nice Oh, Sens- a nice, sensitive man, like soft spoken, respects your boundaries. When you tell him to go sit down, he goes sits down. That's hot.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> he's very much like grown woman only kind of guy, you know, like there's yeah. some heartthrobs who like, you know, teen girls like grown people like, you know, but his look is grown and that's part of what makes him sexy, because like he's like twenty nine or something when this is shot. He could have been older, and it, it doesn't matter. You know, like he he doesn't have a baby face. He has like a grown man face, and I mm-hmm, like that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's really hot.
1: Yeah, he's really hot as this car thief. Look at <laughs> us! Everybody's gonna listen to this episode and be like, "Wow, <laughs> Bronwyn and Jordan are like obsessed with like the, like they're they're like standing up for one of the most toxic." <laughs> One of the most toxic meat cutes on the podcast. We're like, yeah, no, this is great. This this is is like, uh, I think that shows how much the rom com genre needs to focus on chemistry because this crime really maybe has it down. Like,
0: it's like, it's, no, this, this is how this is how we get canceled.
1: I know. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, cancel cancel me. That sounds relaxing. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Right? No. I'm. Yeah. I'm all for that. Actually. I, I, I mean. Okay, so I will say one of my gripes with this movie Mm -hmm. is I think it's too long. Oh, Um, yeah,
0: absolutely too long. Like, it's fun
1: to watch, but I think it could be easily 20 minutes shorter. And I think a lot of that is just the logistics of trying to find Alicia Alicia Silverstone. I said her name wrong for years, so I'm correcting myself. Yeah is just trying to find her. Obviously, that's a pretty big part of the plot, but there's a lot of logistics of, okay, now she's really kidnapped. Okay, now Benicio's gonna leave her. Okay, now there's these other guys who are gonna kidnap both Benicio Mm -hmm. and Alicia to get Mm -hmm. money. And, like, it's just not as interesting to me, and obviously we need the crime, but there are so many long-winded logistical conversations Christopher Walken has the same conversation with her dad many times. And I know that, I know that that conversation needs to happen a few times to let us know just how shitty her dad is. And that no matter what, he seems to not give a shit, Mm -hmm. but, but, there's at least five minutes of just finding out her dad is shitty (laughs) of of him just saying, I have a business deal to make. I cannot spend more time on her. That could be cut. I (laughs) have to get out of the country. (laughs) And she is getting in the way. I must go to my shell company. I It's
0: just just like this dude, man, like, right. This dad, it's, it kind of like, it's interesting, like it's very mature, but it also made me feel bad at the end that that man clearly did not learn anything.
1: He does not learn anything. Oh yeah. From this oh experience. yeah. Also, that's that's a funny thing about this movie to me. <laughs> and, which I mean, I guess is kind of sadly realistic. Is that so? Focal to everything that happens in this movie is her desire to connect with her dad, her desire to be loved, and he just never learns or changes. Like, there's no. This movie does not give you that cute scene at the end with the dad trying you know, or some conversation, it's literally just near the end. The dad's just like, you know, even though I suck, I'm still your dad. And she's like, I know. And that's it. And I'm like, well, unfortunately that is very realistic for this kind of situation. Yeah.
0: I mean, it definitely is. And it's, it's interesting. Cause like, man, if there was ever like a sequel to this, <laughs> which there would never be, but it's just like this, at the end of this movie, he loses her. Yeah, he does. Like, who knows when he's going to hear from her again. And he's losing her. He's losing her to some guy that she just met. She's <laughs> losing
1: her to the guy that stole her car. <laughs> and it's like, just like, like the oh. guy that stole her car loves her more than her dad.
0: Imagine. And he says this in the movie and he can't believe it. Like, he's not even like happy to say it. No. He's just like.
1: Like, Benicio <laughs> talks to her dad in one scene and is like, how do I love your daughter more than you? And, and I mean, Christopher Walken is constantly calling out the dad, but he's also working for him. So he's in that weird position where he's yeah. like taking his money and kind of not fully calling him out in the way he could. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it, it's just a, it's such an interesting thing that like, I mean, and it's very realistic. that It is. That she just like she was like, I'm not going to be here when you come back. And it's just like she's not. She's really not. She's I mean, this, really was, not. this was
1: her last shebang. She's going to go to Brazil with Benicio. And they're going to open karaoke bars Which honestly, I did love that (laughs) I did, I thought that that
0: was such a nice Like, pure thing Like, he could say, like A casino or something But he's like, no I just, I would like to You know, make sure that Brazilians
1: get to do their karaoke. And I'm just like, yeah. Because he said he was like, yeah, I heard that there's not really any karaoke bars, so I can bring that. And I was like, okay, cute. Also, I would believe that his character would love karaoke. He's totally a man that you would see in the back of the room who, you know, kind of have a smoking jacket on and seem shy. And then he'd go up and sing a love song and he'd be like. You'd be completely melting. Yeah. And it, I mean, one I I would say one of the scenes where their connection really is made clear as not platonic is when they're talking about her dad. And Alicia is pretty honest with Benicio about her and her relationship. And Benicio's like, you know, you need to be able to affirm yourself. And not in a not in a corny way that's undermining her feelings, but he's like you know, you are awesome, and let's figure out how to get you past this block with your dad. He's, like, therapizing her <laughs> in a way that's actually helpful. Like, he gives her a pep talk about how she's great and how her dad, you know, and it it sucks, but ultimately, she's going to keep hitting a wall with her dad. And And then she hears about his Brazil dream. And I felt like it was this kind of conversation is not a new thing. It's in a lot of movies, you know, the vulnerable moment, but yeah. it's done so well in this one. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was done really well. I mean, what really works
0: for this movie is how low key it is. Like it's yeah. really not trying to show you, it's not trying to give you like, like there's a lot of dialogue, but it's not like Tarantino as, No, you know? there's not like a high body count. It's just it's just very low-key, and, you know, I can tell that it's low-key because Alicia wanted it that way. Yeah, my, absolutely. Actually, actually, like, my main critique of this movie is that, like, I just want more time with them just, like, hanging out together and yeah. less of the other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there could have been even just more car scenes with them. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. And how I, lo- I just
0: love, in the end, like, the fact that they, like, <laughs> that they just, like... Decide to get into a trunk together And like make out I mean it's awesome They're like
1: drinking wine in a trunk And then they like close the door And that's the end of the movie Uh, Yeah I I love that I'm like okay are y'all Y'all gonna just smuggle your way to Brazil In someone else's car Because I would believe that Absolutely
0: Yeah, they're, I don't know, man. Like, they're so cute. It, it like, It's I, so cute. This is, this is just one of those movies where it's like, and you can hear it because, like, the music that you hear in it and the music in this movie was actually really formative for me because I wasn't, like, I got into Red House Painters, which sucks now because there's a guy in Red House Painters, I think maybe the lead, who was outed as an abuser recently, and so I can't listen to that song anymore. But when I was... When I was growing up, like hearing that Red House Painters song all mixed up was like, it was like big for me. And that was also the first time I heard Dave Matthews crash into me, which I mean, is it's more associated with Lady Bird now, which is fine. Like it's like Lady Bird is probably a better movie. The crash into me scene in Lady Bird where they're both crying in the car like that's incredible. But this movie was actually my introduction to Dave Matthews. I did not know who he was before this movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you saw this when it came out, right? So this was the because this came out in 97. And you saw it as a young child.
0: I saw it as a young child. Yeah, I saw it on cable. So I saw it in like the late I saw it in the late 90s. I didn't see it in 97, but maybe it was like 99. 99. Yeah. 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 That yeah. totally makes sense. I so, mean that's around the
1: time I was learning, learning of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. And then like I went to high school and everybody was just like, I'm going to go see Dave. Last I knew, he lives in Seattle, and one of his kids went to school with one of my sister's kids. Oh. I guess he's a nice guy. He's just like a nice dad. Mm, well, good. I mean, he looks like a dad. Like, right? He, yeah. He just, yeah. He just, he just, he seems like a dad. It's nice. It's nice that he just is. Yeah, I'm glad it, that he's, he's just a not on a guy. that, like, creepy, trying to... Trying to be younger in like a weird oh, musician no. way. I I I
0: love that Dave isn't like I really need to be relevant. He's just like no, I'm fine. I'm Dave Matthews. Yeah, he's
1: like I am relevant because I'm Dave Matthews and I have a career and, and it, I have a family and, and I'm it's fine. like
0: <laughs> sure, I'm gonna do a concert and a bunch of old people are gonna come and it's like yeah. Yeah, that's who I am
1: now.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine just like him with like a backwards hat? Was just like, no. just gonna, I'm going to
1: rap to the kid. He, he starts begging Lil Nas X to do it. <laughs> Collaboration. Could you imagine Although I, I will say if Dave Matthews and Lil Nas X did a collab, it would probably be really good. Yeah, no. I mean I mean he did one with Billy Ray and and that obviously worked I out. So really like, yeah. That, I actually kind of want this now. That collab really did make me like Billy Ray side. Yeah. I mean I watched the show the show Doc because my grandma loved it and I lived with her and so the show Doc, which was, like, a vaguely Christian show where Billy Ray played a doctor and, like, kind of performed miracles and people fell in love with him and my grandma was, like, wet for him. Um, so <laughs> I, had <like laughs> I had, like, this weird, like, nostalgic connection with Billy Ray. I'm like, oh, it's Doc. <laughs> so seeing him become almost trendy again was very funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's... Hmm. No. Oh, Billy Ray. <laughs> oh, Billy. So I mean, I feel like with this movie, I know I know maybe some of our listeners would disagree. i it definitely has flaws. I mean, it definitely I think the beginning is a little too slow. I think it could get to it quicker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think a lot of it could be trimmed off.
0: Yeah,
1: it's definitely as a movie, not fully. Finished in the way it could be, as far as polish. However, when it comes to the actual romantic chemistry, like we said, somehow (laughs) this one has bested a lot of movies that take less suspension of disbelief plot wise. So I would say people can watch it.
0: Yeah, I would I would just say watch it. Like it's like it's it's on Stars, so if you have Stars, you can just watch it. You don't have to rent it. It's just like very it's very breezy, it's very 90s. Also the outfit that she's in with like the yellow jacket is like oh yeah. so cute.
1: It's so cute. It's very Alicia Silverstone. I mean, this is only 2 years after Clueless, so She's got the yellow. She knows her colors. She
0: really does. She knows her colors. This is just one of those things where, and I mean, I kind of wish, because like now when we think about our young stars, the projects that they end up doing like are always like so enormous and giant and like, it's just nice. That, you know, it was just like a young woman being like, this is what I want to do. I just want to do something small where I can hang out with a guy that I think is really cool
1: <laughs> and like, <laughs> and then maybe date him for a while. And
0: it's just like, that's just nice, man. It it's is just nice. And it's not like one of those like Netflix fake movies. Like it's a movie. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's
1: a real movie. It's it had stars. Movie. It had a budget. It's well shot. Like it's definitely a movie, but it's not trying to force blockbuster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah, man, every, I feel like now, like every single time I'm just going to be like, man, I'm just so glad that this is a movie.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like, you, I mean, we've, we've covered over 200 movies. I'm And I mean, that's not even counting the Patreon. So we've, we've watched a lot of really bad things that are not movies for this podcast. Yeah. And I feel like we've been lucky and I feel like I should knock on wood that the last few months we've actually encountered a good handful of actual movies. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, shout out to the requesters so far, this request month has been really fun and that has definitely not always been the case with the requests, Cause some of our requests have gotten gnarly in the past. Mm-hmm. And we also put ourselves through a lot without mm-hmm. needing requests. We, mm-hmm. we put ourselves in pain. That is a problem oh, we have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: shout out for letting us enjoy these little, gems
0: yeah thanks for giving us something something nice and breezy to watch
1: yeah if you're listening to this we appreciate you our theme song is by clutch douglas we have a patreon with the oc coverage how i met your mother in the smut and young adult swim and so we got erotica we got young adult movies we got tv shows all all that good stuff i'm bronwyn isaac
0: I'm Jordan Searles.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck.